0: I found myself saying, I'll take it. And he started laughing and I go, no, really, I'm going to put an offer in And then this is me turning around Googling. What does it mean to put an offer? What does escrow define mortgage? Like, but like these words are coming out of my mouth.
1: Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman, Hunker's editorial director. Each week, I talk with designers, creatives, and artists about who they are, how they create meaningful spaces, and what being home means to them. Today on the show, we have Jennifer Pasteloff. Jen is a woman who wears many hats. She's the best-selling author of On Being Human, a public speaker, coach, and creator of the shame-loss movement. She leads retreats and yoga classes, both online and in person, in addition to hosting her own podcast, What Are You Bringing?, Cheryl Strayed, the author of Wild, calls Pastelof a conduit of awakenings. I personally was drawn to Jan through her social media and the honest and inspiring images and words she posts, especially those that give us a behind-the-curtain peek into her life. In this conversation, we talk about how a house-sitting experience planted a seed that gave her the permission to dream of owning her own home, how she lost her entire income at the beginning of the pandemic, and how she found magic through it, and how everything comes at the right time, including nice kitchens. So, let's welcome our guest, Jennifer Pasteloff. Hi. Hi. You're doing so much. You're just creating. You just are creating. You have your book. Yep. You have your podcast. What are you bringing? Yeah. And you're also doing personal coaching. Yep, so much. Did that start during the pandemic or was that before?
0: I had started doing it in 2019 and... It just wasn't for me because I was traveling so much. I don't know what I was thinking, even trying. I was on an airplane constantly. There's no way that I could stay consistent. And also I was so exhausted from all the traveling. And then yeah, in last fall twenty twenty in the pandemic, I was like, Let me let me start doing this again, mm. you know, now that I'm not going anywhere. And uh, wow. You know, I did a random post on Instagram. You know, I have a spot and it was just like hundreds of
1: emails and was great. So I'm doing that. Did you just step into it? Like, were some people saying to you, hey, I'd love for you to coach me? Or was it just like, I'm stepping into this and I'm doing it?
0: No. So the work I do for the last decade, probably this, you know, my book is called On Being Human. And I lead these workshops and retreats around the world. And there are groups. And essentially, that's what I do in a group. And what I have been doing for 10 years with thousands and thousands of people by now, And so all I did was just start working one-on-one instead of
1: groups. I guess it feels like maybe it'd be different to me um, working with a group, like you said, where you're just, you're in front of a whole bunch of people and then doing the intimate.
0: Oh, yeah. Groups are my genius zone. Groups are my magic. Groups is, is, you know, in a perfect world, you know, I'll keep coaching just a couple, but it won't be it's my happy place my zone of genius where i think i make oh. the greatest contribution is groups and there's something that happens in group energy community it's it's where i find god the coaching is wonderful i'm so grateful i charge a lot cuz i'm good <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's um ultimately it's you know it's not what i want to be doing forever i want to be creating and being able to you know make a, a greater impact i suppose because when you're with a group What's so cool is like you could be talking to someone or working with someone or they're sharing with the group and everyone gets the benefit. You know
1: what I mean? I do. Yeah. Scaling the impact is what it is. You know, greater amounts of people. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: But I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, when I read in your book, you did step into the first time you did teaching, like going on a retreat and teaching a group. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. You
0: know, I, I waited tables at the same place for 800 years, mm-hmm. 14 years in West Hollywood. And the way that I made my way out was becoming a yoga teacher. And then very shortly after becoming a yoga teacher, like five minutes, um, these uh, life coaches asked my friend and she couldn't do it. So they needed a yoga teacher to come with them to Mexico for their retreat. And And I said yes. And then um, I decided to do my own. And And, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't really. Does anyone? But um, I started doing it on my own and um, it evolved into what it is now. You know, so like in the beginning, it was way more yoga because that's how I made my way out of the restaurant. And that's, you know, I didn't know how else to get people in the room if I didn't say this is a yoga retreat or a yoga thing. And also, I didn't know yet. I hadn't found my voice. I hadn't found my secret sauce, my zone of genius and all that. But yes, I just stepped into it. And I, you know, literally made it up and just called on my dead father and my angels. And, and, uh, and I created a thing that wasn't a thing, but that's now a thing.
1: (laughs) It sounds like you just say yes. You're just saying yes,
0: I I do all the time. I mean, look, I'm, yeah, I'm an erotic Jew. But I, (laughs) one thing I'm great at is I say yes, and I just leap. I ruminate after. Sure. But I do just yeah. go, yeah, all right, let's do this.
1: <laughs> it's great to take the leap. Yeah. 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 I
0: mean, but, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound that like, I, you know, because a lot of people always say that like you just leap and this is so inspiring. Yeah. And then I obsess after. So it's like I just don't overthink it first so that I talk myself mm-hmm. out of it.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, I think that I had started following you on Instagram and it was probably around the beginning of pandemic time, maybe like March 2020 or somewhere around then. And that's when, you know, I first like picked up your book. And I remember I was looking on your feed and as I'm looking through it, I was like, that's my friend's house. So I was house sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So you were house sitting for our mutual friend. And I was like, Jen, uh, Jennifer Passeloff is here. I was like, what's happening here? Did you know? uh,
0: Did you know someone's in your house? Yeah. Making live videos. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) What if she was like, No um yeah that would well knowing her she would she would take care of it
0: well it's funny because so for almost 20 years i've been in the same apartment small but fine one bedroom and so for the last five years my husband my son and i all sharing a bed and the pandemic you know was brutal because 550 whatever 600 square feet and all three of us and my son was four and God help us all. So Jen, our mutual friend, they were going to Tahoe. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, do you want to house it? And I was like, yes, I cried. I was like, this is like a vacation. And her house is just delicious. And we went and it was um, it was one year ago today, you know, and it was so great because I felt I got really clear. Oh, I want this for myself. I mean, look, that house is magic. Her, I have a friend who her, you might know her, and she goes, I love her kitchen. I want to make love to her kitchen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just, you know, point being though, I was like in that house and it did feel like a vacation and it was a week. And I really allowed myself to feel, I get to have this. And maybe not necessarily this house or a house this big or even in LA, but I get to have this. And I got really clear. I don't know how, but I don't have to keep myself so small in this sort of scarcity mentality that i've been in for a long time and i will say that sitting here now a year later i own a house i bought a house in ojai and it's incredible to think about a year ago being at her house and and just like dreaming and feeling like you know even in the very first days of being there like i i'll never have this i'll never be able to have this and so I, i'm grateful for that house sitting experience because it really planted the seed and gave me permission to dream Ugh.
1: I love that so much and it's one of the things that attracted me to you and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you also for being home with Hunker. Our site is about home design and decor. I know,
0: I know. And
1: right? And you so am excited, so, but...
0: especially now that I own a
1: house. <laughs> and I want to talk all about your house also cuz I love Ohio so much. My happy place. Oh, it's magical. What I love so much and I actually I printed this out and hope I can read it to you because it's one of your posts that you did. Yeah, And it came, first of all, there was a recording that went around and you did make mention to this about, it was like, it was a young actor was auditioning for something and the director. Oh,
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Right.
1: And the director was like, these poor people living in their small apartments. You first did a post about that. And I loved this because one of the things that we are talking about with Being Home with Hunker is that Instagram can show us all these big, beautiful houses and they can show, you know, whatever. But whatever it means to us is whatever our home means to us. Oh,
0: I just, I have full body toes, Laurie. Yes,
1: yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is what I love that you said. You said, I'm here to say that I'm very successful and I live in a tiny apartment. And how do you define success anyway? For me, I get to do what I love. I get to tell the truth. I get to connect. I do not have to do shit I don't want to do, period. Even if I wasn't successful, who is anyone to judge how someone else is living? It's so true, especially in social media, judgy, judgy world, you know, where we see the prettiest of all the pretty. And what I appreciate about you, what I experience, is that you put yourself out there in an authentic way is how I experience it. You're, you say, this is who I am. And you had a post about your kitchen, right? in your apartment
0: it's like you know i i mean i always say it's as big as a postage stamp it's a little bigger but it's really like if my husband's in there with me i get i get panic i'm like get out of (laughs) here it's uh yeah
1: yeah wait were you living there before you got married was this like your apartment and then you all you just created family there
0: i i've been here um almost 19 years Wow. So it's my, I mean, we don't, we don't, we, we might have to come back and just keep on talking because there's so yeah. much, I mean, this, this actually, I'm so excited to talk to you because this idea, I just wrote down, what does it yeah. mean to be home, you know? And yes, but this, you know, for me, Lori, change, I struggle with change and some people love it. And I, every day of my life have to really breathe into it and let go of the notion that change does not necessarily equal trauma. Change does not necessarily equal death. Because when I was eight years old, my dad dropped dead suddenly and like since then I've done everything I can to hold on like I stayed at the restaurant the newsroom 14 years, this apartment and so I I, I can be as miserable as anything, but I'll stay as long as I don't have to change, you know mm-hmm. um, so the apartment I've been in a really, really long time, and I decided, I did, I shared so openly about it because I thought it was really, really important to challenge the notions of what it meant to be successful and, like, these these ideas of what people have is like, brave. You're so brave to share your apartment, you know? It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. You know what's brave? Brave is, like... Your child's dying of cancer. Of this woman who I'm just talking to, and like you're going to the hospital every day and holding her hand. Brave. I mean, brave is not sharing myself in a bikini because I have a couple of rolls. Brave is not sharing my apartment, you know, and um, and I created something called shame loss instead of weight loss. Let's talk shame loss. And I just said, mm. you know what? I will not hide anymore. Not my hearing loss. Not how I live. And I just I owned it. I was like, that. This is how I am. And I didn't make any apologies for it. And It's great. People began to, I mean, I got so many thank yous, and a lot of it were funny. If I was, you know, a different person, sometimes I'd be offended because people would be like, wow, your small, little, messy apartment makes me feel better, you know, just the things (laughs) they say. But
1: (laughs) yeah. But I get it. I get it. And I wanted to read this to you. It's from one of your posts because what I love about this is that it's Pre you're moving into your place or manifesting your place in Ojai. And I want to talk to you Which about that. Which I did. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you said you stayed at our mutual friend's house and you looked around and you and you said, you know, I can dream this for myself, too. But what I also love is that you were also accepting of, as you said, like of your kitchen. Right. So you had this post about your kitchen. And can I read this back to you? Yeah, Your you can read name. anything. Okay. okay, so you say, This is my kitchen. I post this because I have nothing to hide. I post this because I accept myself a hundred percent and you don't have to. I'm utterly comfortable in my skin and in my home. I also post this so one day, I don't think it'll be too far off when I move into a bigger place with lots of light and I invite you over.
0: Ah! Oh my god, I forgot I wrote that. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And
1: we can reminisce about when I lived in that tiny apartment for so long. Can you send
0: oh my god, I gotta find out. That- and then you say Okay.
1: It's so good. You say, we won't make fun of the old me. I love that. I'll still be the same me, but we'll marvel at how quick things can change, how beautiful life is, how we really don't need as much as we think we do, how being ourselves is the only way to be. Oh my God. But it goes on. Um, then I'll bring you wine or coffee or food I've made or ordered in more likely, and we'll sit in my light-filled, parentheses sense of theme, uh, living room with the breeze coming in and we'll celebrate being alive. I'm reminding you that you can be successful and live in a small house. You can be inspiring and struggle with depression. You can be an introvert. And public speak for a living you can be grieving and laugh wildly life is so full and gloriously messy take it from me i texted this pic the pic of your kitchen to my friend and she reminded me everything comes at the right time including nice kitchens i love this reminder you are right on time your kitchen is fine your real motherfucking life is beautiful oh my Hashtag God. Real f- life is beautiful
0: how awesome is okay. that okay Well, okay, please. I know I don't know how I'm going to go back and find that. Please find that and send that to me. That makes me want to cry because I forgot I wrote those exact words. I, wow, talk about wild. Wow, you know, I'm on Prozac and it just is like a stunter with tears. So whenever I feel like I'm going to cry, I want to celebrate, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh, my God. But wow. Okay, so I don't often say things like it was meant to be if I never say things like that, you know, especially I've had so many women who children have died and my sister's son has this awful rare genetic disorder. I used to, you know, and like 10, 15 years ago, right. I love Wayne Dyer, but I don't, you know, I used to just mimic everything he said and I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, things like that, you know, like it was my, I don't say that anymore because I think, yeah, that not everything was just meant to be and not everything happens for a reason, but with my house, I do feel that way. And it's very rare. I love that because I've been very private about the house. I haven't shared. I mean, I post a picture, but I haven't announced it. So this is sort of the first time it's, um, but I might as well tell the story. Do you want the
1: story? I want the story. Of course I do.
0: <laughs> so it was, um, I, I housed it for a friend, you know, back last June, one year ago. And, and that's when I started really getting clear, like, okay, I want this. and But I was still, you know, unconsciously committed to the fact that I'd always be poor, even though I wasn't right? Or that I always had a hustle or struggle. So I started, um, I was doing these walks, everything, gyms was closed. I was doing these walks around my neighborhood in Santa Monica and I saw this two bedroom. It was junky, but it had like the car park under it, you know, just, but it had like this big balcony and I started to look and it was like $4,400 a month for this junky two bedroom. And I just got rage filled and I was doing this rage walk and I just started feeling like, not depressed, but just angry. Like how... How do people live who aren't millionaires? And and like, what am I gonna do? And like ruminating and uh, and um, listeners, what you should know is that in the beginning of the pandemic, I lost everything. I lost all my income because everything I did was in person, everything. And I'm the breadwinner, everything. So I'm like, you know, a wreck, and I fell into a very deep depression. So come the fall of 2020. I had some lovely friends who held me by the hand and, and I decided I put my stuff online, which I'd been resistant to. And it ended up being magic, mm. better than I could have ever imagined. One of the reasons is because of my deafness, because it streams right into my hearing aid. So it's so much easier than in person, right? Also, a friend of mine had been recommending Gay and Katie Hendricks for about 15 years. And I was like, I don't need any more teachers. But, you know, Gay's book, The Big Leap, found me in uh, the fall and I read it and it changed my life. So I put my stuff online. I read that book and I started coaching. I started, you know, making money again. And so I'm doing these walks and I'm like rage filled and I'm like, Ugh! and this really great woman had taken one of my online courses who named Krista McGinnis, who um, helped people write book proposals and I adored her. So I posted about her on Instagram and she got a ton of clients because that's what I do. I, I have, I have a bit of the Midas touch, you know, and, um, I just need to remember that I get to have it for myself as well. Hmm. So anyway, she said, how can I thank you? And I said, well, uh, you could help me with my next book proposal. So we're on the phone in January, and I'm still, like, angry about the rent situation. What am I going to do? My son started kindergarten. We're in a one-bedroom. And first of all, I don't know that I can afford that, but I can't justify. I just, you know. Anyway, so she happens to live in Ojai, and I'm like, that's my happy place. That's amazing. And she said, you got to get here. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about the book and we hang up and I will never understand why, but we hung up Tuesday in January and I Googled house for sale. Oh, Just for shits and giggles. I have no idea. And I'm like, what are you doing? And um, don't know, but I'm Googling that. And uh, a house comes up had only been in the market. 12 hours that day. And I found myself clicking like schedule a tour. And I'm like, again, I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, there's no way I'm not moving. to Ohio. I'm not buying a house, but I'm like clicking and it's like something's working through me. So I text her, Kristen. And I say, by the way, I just Googled house for sale. And if I moved to Ohio, it's your fault. And she's laughing. And then she checks me a listing. She goes, I just saw this. I said, that's the one I'm looking at. And so I FaceTimed a friend of mine who lives in Ohio randomly or not randomly have a lot of friends and she answers the phone and um i said i'm coming there to look at a house and she's like what because i wasn't house honey i mean you know and i said yeah i'm taking the big leap which is that book i was reading mm-hmm. you know I'm, i go i'm moving into my zone of genius and she looks at me and she says jen do you know why my hair is wet i said i do not She said, I was just swimming at Gay and Katie Hendricks' house. They're my neighbor in Ojai. Oh, my God. I know. And I said, okay, that's my sign. That's my sign. I'm just going to drive and look at this house. That's a sign. I mean, why did I FaceTime her? Why did I use that language? You know, I, I didn't know they lived in Ojai. So my stepdad called and he said, you know, you don't want to go look at other houses. You're going all the way there. I said, well, well, no, I'm not looking at houses. You know, for me, Laurie, it was like, it felt like a stepping out of my fear zone. It was like, this is a big thing, pretending. And I'm just like, it's even just fantasizing, even going there to look, you know, I've never done that in my life, you know? So I went. It had only been the market one day. I opened the door, the red door, and the realtor was sitting there and I go, oh, it's my house. And he started laughing. And I said, oh, you don't know me yet. (laughs) (laughs) And... I found myself saying, I'll take it. And he started laughing. And I go, No, really, I'm gonna put an offer in it. And then this is me turning around Googling, what does it mean to put an offer? What is escrow? Define mortgage. Like, but it, like these words are coming out of my mouth. You know, he says, The woman who lived here died and her son in Colorado is selling it. So they're like, they just want it. It's not about like if you're nice people, it's just they just, you know, they want the money and and so somehow, don't know how, but I got pre-approved for a loan. And I'm like, I'm going to put the offer in. And at the very last minute, the realtor said to me, I want you to write a letter, even though they're not going to care. And I wrote the letter and there were cash offers. Like, I don't know how people have this kind of cash, but mine certainly wasn't a cash offer. And there were multiple offers, but I wrote the letter and some, and he showed it to his wife and my offer got accepted. And this was all like a few days from when I Googled, house for sale, like no, no conscious intention of this. And, um, somehow the loan went through, like through the grace of God. I don't know. Even the lender was on the phone that she goes, this doesn't make any sense, but here we go. This is meant to be. And I got it. And everyone there is like, you know how hard it is to get a house here? Like it's, it's it, all of it is just, and I've never in my life looked at another house. I literally Googled. I was like, I'll take it. And it's (laughs) magical. And it's, High ceilings and light. And my son has a bedroom and I have a backyard and I teach yoga in my backyard. And the craziest thing is that my stepdad had the foresight to say, I wonder if they'd let us ask them to throw in the furniture. And I said to him, I "Could do that. And he goes, I bet you they'll be relieved. And they were. And so it was like the easiest experience of my life, the most stress free And I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that about moving or buying a house. So, you know, granted, some of the furniture wasn't my style. And I've since, you know, my friend Krista Vernoff gave me a sofa. She had in storage. And so that's there now. But it was so magical. I just got the key and walked in and it was like fully furnished the ease and that's been my word lawyer for a long time the ease with it which is why I want to share it and why and I'm not saying like everyone's gonna have that experience but it's possible and I think this goes back to what you were saying like it sounds like you just say yes so I did things with this situation that I almost like my mother would because that's she's impulsive as heck but you know I just said yes yeah yeah and I just trusted my body I got there and I was like this is it and I didn't overthink and that's how it happened because literally, it had been on the market 12 days. There was cash offers, cash piles of cash, and I paid $1,000 more than the cash offer. The realtor, like they wanted me to get it. They
1: were like, "Team Jen," you know. So beautiful. So you had in some of your previous Instagram posts, you mentioned light you mentioned like a light filled home and you also mentioned that this home has light. Yeah.
0: Um, it's so funny. The breeze thing. So my apartment has no air circulation. Mm. And so some days I'm in my house and I'm I'm like, there's a breeze. Mm -hmm. Um, my house is exactly my dream, except sometimes the living room is a little too dark, except there's a Dutch door, which is probably why I bought the house. It's my favorite.
1: I love Dutch doors. I grew up with one. It's my favorite. So I
0: open the top part of the Dutch door and the light comes in. And I think, you know what? I got nine out of 10 things. And as some people are like, it's plenty light. But like in my fantasy, it was like mm. streaming light, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my bedroom is filled with light. And there's a, you know, a sliding glass door and there's a deck off my bedroom. There's two decks and like things I said, like high ceilings. There's 14
1: foot ceilings. It's just like oh there's God. a fireplace. Yeah, it's uh it's surreal. So. When it comes to your space, whether it's your apartment or your home, do you have non-negotiables? Are there certain things that you have as must-haves in your space? I love that you asked that because,
0: wow, this is really a profound question. Because for so long I've been living ignoring my non-negotiables because I didn't think I had a choice. So, yeah, light and the air circulation, that's a non-negotiable. And I've been living in this apartment that has none. But, you know, it's rent controlled. You know, I didn't think I got to. And that's the thing I'm working on now is you get to have this. But yes, non-negotiable light mm. air circulation. I cannot be in a place with no breeze or I feel like I'm suffocating.
1: Yeah.
0: And my kitchen isn't huge. It's not like, you know, our mutual friends. But it's a, it's, it's a kitchen that like, you know, I could be cooking or doing something and someone could be sitting there talking to me and someone else could come in and my son having a bedroom. <laughs>
1: oh. That's so nice. Now, now that you do have more space in your home than you do in your one bedroom, have you created like your own space for yourself, either like for, I don't know, meditating or writing? Yes, tell me. Yes, (laughs) yes. So
0: it's three bedrooms and one of them is my office it's so exciting. I have an office. um, And it's also, there's also this beautiful little day bed in there that has a trundle. So when people come to visit, they can sleep in there. And they also sleep in my son's room, which is a queen bed because he's not sleeping in there. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's my space. It's my space, mine only. And it's wonderful. And then we have this huge garage, which we won't use for cars. So I have I got an elliptical and I have that in there. And so nice. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, I have never had that. I mean, I had it when I lived in the apartment by myself.
1: And you still have the apartment. Yes. That's where you are right now. Yes. So you're just going back and forth? Yeah,
0: we'll be going back and forth.
1: Yeah. So when you made the move to Ojai, because you've done retreats there and such, and you mentioned you have a couple friends, has it been easy to create a community there or to step into a community there? So easy.
0: So easy. I mean, that's my superpower is like, community building. I think um, one of them. Yeah, I've been doing retreats there probably for 11 years and it's my happy place. So I just have gravitated toward it. Oh, yeah, I already have a community there. And also a lot of people drive up from L.A. and, you know, people love it. So yeah. but I have a community. And one day I was like, I should teach a yoga class this weekend mm-hmm. on Zoom a couple months ago. And then 100 people signed up. And I was like, okay, that was a great way to make money. And, <laughs> and then I thought, why don't I have also have people come in the yard? So now there's some people in the yard under the oak trees. And there's some people on Zoom. And it's this
1: really cool thing on Saturday morning. Oh, it's so nice. I love your oak tree. Me too. I've seen some of the pictures. I see these on Instagram. I'm I'm not like, you know, outside of your house, like. You know. Oh my God, that would be so funny.
0: <laughs> what is that? Oh, that's Lori just with her
1: binoculars. Don't mind me, you guys. Leave me alone. Uh, so you created Shame Loss. Mm-hmm. You've done the workshop once, or has it been once so far? Well,
0: it was a three-part series. Okay. And one of them I was joined with, Paulina Poroskova. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it again on a grander scale. This was sort of the putting my toe in the water, and it went
1: phenomenally. It did. And did you start this because of, like, the feedback you were getting, say, through social media or people saying things or you're so brave to show us your kitchen like that? Like, did it come out of that?
0: Part of it, but I think I'm going to just tell the truth here. Um, You know, I've been writing about shame for a long time, both overtly and inadvertently, I guess. And one of my friends who helped me held my hand and was like, let's get you out of this depression and working again. She said, Jen, why don't you create something called shame loss? It's like instead of weight loss. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a brilliant idea. I'm sure it's long taken. And it wasn't. So I bought the URL and she said to me, that's what you're doing anyway. You're helping people lose shame. And I realized she's right. But she came up with the name. It really was because I have this friend who's really great with ideas and, you know, a lot of times... It's so much easier, at least for me, when other people can, like, I'll say something and, the, and then they extract. They go, this is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So she's pointed out to me that this is what you're doing and here's a great name for it. And I was like, that's brilliant. I'm taking it. Shame loss. It's so good. So, yeah, some of it was that. But it was like with my hearing loss, with with mm-hmm. so many things. I mean, I've been so talking about shame, you know, publicly for at least a decade. Shame in my mind, in my opinion, shame is not logical. Shame is not rational. So mm-hmm. when I've told people that I used to carry so much shame around my hearing loss, some people don't understand that, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I understand it, you know, and, and I think a lot of people do. And, but shame isn't logical. So there are people that have shame for people going through who are divorced. They couldn't make their marriage work, you know, mm-hmm. for never having children. Yeah, for the one I did with Paulina was a lot about aging. That There's so many things that people carry shame for that they don't need to be. And so the idea was like, let's just put it down at least for today. Yeah. So I wanted to make clear, it wasn't like, you're going to take this course and be free of shame forever. Now that may happen and that would be wonderful. But it's like, how about just for today? Today, may I put down shame. Today, may I let go. Today, may I allow space for abundance or creativity or joy, you know, today.
1: Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, do you have like some type of energetic morning routine to get yourself in that place of like today, whatever it is you want to set your intention to or today I'll yes. commit yes. to smiling at once or, you know, you do. Yeah.
0: Yes. But the past few weeks I've fallen off and it's, um, it's interesting you ask. And so I'll be honest. Yeah. One of the things I work with my clients is starting the day with this thing I call, I made up called the body prayer, which mm. is jet. you know, listening to your body, writing from that as if it's, that point of view. And then from there, generating a prayer, I call it, which is, is, and it starts with, may I remember. And then essentially, whatever you want to remember that day, how do you want to feel? May I remember, I get to have this. May I remember to not compare myself today? May I remember whatever. Today, may I find what brings me joy and do that. So I tell people to sleep, if possible, with the cell phone in the other room. And, mm-hmm. um, I still do that. But this morning I overslept and I grabbed my phone. First thing I do is look at it. So I haven't been doing it. So they're me being transparent, but normally, <laughs> yes, I start the day with that body prayer. I sit in silence and a couple minutes, just like with my may I remembers and my today may I today, may I, today, may I, you know, all about what I want to allow in that day. And I notice profoundly the days when I don't, it feels hectic and chaotic and like, you know, The world's coming at me, and so it's like, how can I start the day first with me deciding how I want to feel?
1: Right. I'm all for that. You know, I think it was Mel Robbins who says something like, how you wake up determines your day. So so basically, how you start your day is how you want to end your day. That's good. Right? Like a certain intention, a certain a certain way you want to show up. Oh, and then Maria Shriver had this thing. She did this whole post. I know that you wrote for her newsletter. Yeah. We just, we just did a little chat like a couple of weeks ago actually on Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw it, but she had this thing and it was, it was just kind of like stuck in the middle of this huge paragraph where she said the quote, today is my lifetime. So good. For me, it just encompasses everything. So how do I want to show up today? Yes. And the way I show up today, today is my lifetime. is how I show up for my lifetime. And it really is so true. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had a couple more questions I wanted to ask. So number one yeah. is, I know you still have your apartment. You moved to your house and the other house did come with furniture, which is amazing. If someone said to you, you're only allowed to take three things with you in your move. Do you have things that are of value to you that you take with you along your whole journey through your life? Photographs. Photographs. And things of my especially things of my father having
0: lost my dad at eight. Mm. Um I mean that's that's the main thing. Any any like artifacts or photographs of my dad just mm. because that's it. That's all I have, you know? Yeah. Um my writing. So I always think my computer like or, or wherever I have my writing, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um you know I'm a very um What do you call it? I tend to be very sentimental Mm -hmm. and that fits in with my not liking change. Very um, nostalgic. So anything that was my dad's necklace or something that is about my family, Mm. but nothing,
1: nothing else. I'm the same way I have. My dad passed away 11 years ago and he left. He didn't leave it to me, but my mom gave me his Swiss army knife and I love it so much. Love it. And I take it with me camping. I just, I have it in my desk drawer. I just like to see it and I want that forever. I love it. I mean, I do, in my house now, I do have these
0: two gorgeous paintings by Miriam Feldman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, one's over my bed and one's in the dining room, and they're they're huge and they're beautiful, so I would take those. And also, the sofa I referred to that Krista Vernoff gave me, it's velvet, it's beautiful, I kind of want to have that forever. <laughs> those yeah, are the yeah, more... Yeah. I mean, but the art, you know, having people who I love, having their art in my home mm. is... That's a non-negotiable.
1: Okay, so as we're rounding up this conversation, when you think of being home, what does it mean to you?
0: It's such a body experience for me. There's a sense of, and there's a few places where I feel really at home in the world. I've written about it in my book, "Oh hi is one of them. <laughs> I feel so in my body. So maybe another way, if someone's listening and doesn't know what that means, it's like, I just feel present. You know, I don't feel like I'm ruminating about the past or worrying about, I'm just here. I'm in my body, I'm grounded. And I'm really, really comfortable and content and not wanting for anything, you know, not lacking anything. And it's just this, you know, when I'm in Italy, I'm going there again in the fall. I do retreats there. I feel really at home. I feel really at home. And it's inexplicable. And it's like, I remember I wrote in my book the first time I went there when I was at NYU, I was 20. And I remember going, oh, I'm home. Like, how can that be? Mm-hmm. I've never been here before. and But it's a, it's just a real sense of like, It feels like an exhale. It feels like the shoulders drop down. I'm like, oh, um, I'm safe now.
1: That's so beautiful. You're so incredible. You are. I love you. I love you. You're delightful. (laughs) I love that word. So good, Jennifer Passeloff. Okay, I'm going to let you go. And I so appreciate you taking this time and being generous with your time and your energy and everything. And... I hope to see you perhaps in Ojai someday. I
0: will text you. I'd love to hang out.
1: I could come with our mutual friend and we can have some fun together. I think
0: everyone's going to think it's like some really famous celebrity. So it is.
1: (laughs) She's going to love that.
0: It's Tom Cruise. No, Um, it's Angelina Jolie. Just kidding. It's not. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I appreciate it. And
1: we will talk soon. We will. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to my chat with Jennifer Pasteloff. You can find Jen on Instagram at Jen Pasteloff or visit her website, jenniferpasteloff.com to learn more about her courses, classes, and retreats. And if you want to dig deeper, pick up her book on being human or listen to her podcast, What Are You Bringing? Be sure to visit our show notes for more information about Jen. You've been listening to the Being Home with Hunker podcast. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman, executive produced by Eve Epstein. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio, theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to Hunker's senior designer, Maury Men, and director of audience development, Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.